Welcome back to another episode of the Codependency Survival Guide. I'm your host, Hello Kitty. I'm the, no, I'm not Hello Kitty. I'm your host, the Backyard Buddha. Uh, you could also call me by my given name, Dante Hit. This episode, I wanted to talk about healing and some things to keep in mind to make healing much easier. Um, I like to go on a walk and record my podcast. It's usually kind of like me downshifting from, like, for instance, I just got done doing a group coaching call, which is (laughs) half of the time an amazing experience. The other half of the time, I'm usually healing, so I feel worthless and not good enough and completely ashamed of myself while on those calls having to convey information and try to elevate everyone's vibe so that they're feeling good and then they can let that information land. It's hard to do that when you're feeling locked up and it's much easier to let information land when you're laughing and you're in a good mood. That's kind of like an element of coaching is kind of nothing to do with information and everything to do with, you know, the energy that you're emitting and the energy that they're emitting. Uh, I say all that just kind of let you know where I'm coming from. And I don't know, I find that helpful as I kind of lead into like a video or a podcast or caption just to kind of state what I'm doing, where I'm at mentally, so that that's not, like, (laughs) lurking in the background, um, yeah, anyway, (laughs) I'm feeling tons of those very emotions I listed, worthlessness, shame, not good enough today, I've been resisting heavily, which is why I'm not quite in the flow, uh, right now, there's a lot of feeling judged by everything happening around me and being intensely reactive to everything around me. And you can tell that by the breaking, constant breaking of my speech and the ums and the ahs that's more inflamed. Now there's still personality coming through because I did take a lot of time to kind of express how I was feeling to vent, to breathe, to apply some of the stuff that I teach. So I'm like 70% out of that. There's still 30% tension and reactivity though. It's like 30% resistance. Um, I have a bad habit of accepting that versus going 100%. Like why do just enough to take the edge off but still have a little bit in the background? I have a habit of doing that that I need to work on gently. Yes. So, let's go through some bullet points, some things that I want to share with you that'll make your life easier. These are things that I'm applying on the daily, things that I just got done sharing with uh, my clients that I want to give you to make your experience of healing 
and <sighs> no, just that your process of healing much easier. So the first one is understanding that the operating system of our inner child is two parts. First part is running away from emotion. So it wants to run away from all the pain, painful, intense emotions buried beneath the surface in our subconscious. The surface of our experience is what I mean when I say the surface. Number one. Number two is overcoming insurmountable, impossible odds to prove that it Sorry, it's a bad habit of calling your inner child it. It's not the most endearing term, is it? <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> uh, them, him, her, whatever pronoun you want to use. Our inner child wants to prove themselves worthy of love and compassion and respect and care. Those are the two main parts of our operating system. And that's why we consistently get into these cycles of feeling like we're not doing enough, that we're not being enough. We should be more expressive, more cool, more fun, more fucking sexy, whatever, whatever it is, however it's manifesting. And that's why we can't fucking sit still. Because there's two parts involved in there. It's number one, we need to run away from what we're feeling. And number two, we need to prove ourselves worthy of love. Because we're identifying with that inner child energy. Because there's not enough awareness built up to see it for what it is. And in spirituality, they call inner child ego, unconsciousness. It's just our inner child. Our inner child represents all the unhealed pain that's still trapped in our energy field that needs to be you know, burned out, integrated, processed, healed various terms for that. It all means the same thing. I like to use the word embrace. Embraced. Embrace it. So when you're doing that, which is fucking difficult, by the way, horrendously difficult, super fucking challenging, so congrats for those of you doing this. You're rock stars. You're amazing. You're beautiful. Super commendable. You deserve Oscars, Golden Globes, standing ovations every time you wake up and your consciousness flows back into your body. As you're doing this, What's happening? Well, you're building more awareness. Now, because for years, possibly decades, depending on where, you know, the, the age group, I don't really know who the fuck is listening to this podcast right now. I know I'm getting like 40, 50 listens per episode now, but I have no idea what the demographics are. Anchor, where's that information? Somebody help me. So possibly decades. A, a decade, couple decades, depending on where you're at, what you've learned so far about healing, 
decades of practicing this experience that you're having. Decades of practicing suppressing your emotions. Decades of practicing numbing your emotions. Decades of practicing being distracted. It's a nice graffiti on the wall I just passed. It says, fuck you. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah, basically saying fuck you to, to ourselves, right? By like distracting ourselves and suppressing ourselves and numbing ourselves. So, decades. Decades upon decades. Maybe I might go grocery shopping as I'm talking. Let me go back to the house, get my card, pick up some groceries, and uh, keep this podcast rolling. So decades of having this familiar state of being. And that suppression, that numbing, that distraction is all a form of resistance or different forms of resistance. And when we resist embracing our emotions... It becomes uncomfortable. It becomes intense. That's why healing is so fucking difficult. The healing itself is painless and effortless. It's actually very, it's very blissful. It's very enjoyable. Resistance, however, is fucking exhausting. It's very difficult. It's like coming down off of heroin. It's the worst feeling in the world. And it drives you to do all sorts of impulsive behavior, consumes your thoughts, and like an autoimmune disease where the body attacks itself, you, your emotions attack themselves. So as we're doing this, as we're sitting with ourselves and with these emotions, and no longer resisting, but now starting to embrace them by allowing them to be, And then if we really want to get crazy, starting to overlay nice statements of like, I love you. Wow, you're doing such a great job. I'm so proud of you. I laugh because that's not normal for me. That's where that instinctive gut reflex to laugh at those comments came from. Because that's not normal. Because if it was normal, why would I laugh? I would just be saying that, right? (laughs) I'm so damaged. Yes. So as you're doing this, you're building awareness. What's unconsciousness? It's being wrapped up in one of those three forms of resistance, right? Number one, suppression. That's saying, this shouldn't be here. This emotion shouldn't be here. It's judging our own emotions. This doesn't belong. It's a subtle form of neglect and abandonment. Second form of resistance, distraction being lost in compulsive thinking. You can't stop thinking. And the best way you can determine whether a thought is an original thought or a thought from your inner child is an original thought comes from the body. It's a full body experience, like having an orgasm. It feels awesome. It's creative. It's inspiring. You feel connected. It's your intuition. It's dope. It's very visceral. You will know. Can't, can't misplace it. You won't confuse it for something else. It'll be very fucking evident what, what place it's coming from. You've had some of those thoughts, I imagine. <clears throat> a thought from my inner child is compulsive. It's stressful. It comes to you. It doesn't come from within you. It comes to you. 
And it's not a body experience, it's being solely stuck in the head. It's pure mental, pure logic. And it's stressful. It's compulsive, you can't say no to it. Not like, oh my god, I have to go eat this food right now because it just oh, it sounds so amazing. Like, fuck, that restaurant's epic. That's coming from a, a place of deep appreciation. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I have to, I have to text my ex right now. I have to, I have to fucking spend all the money I just made. I have to. I can't hold on to it because that would be too much abundance for me to handle right now. And I need to blow it all because I can't handle this level of opportunity and resources and yeah. So distraction, Compulsive, compulsively thinking and worrying and stressing about what we should be doing, what we need to do, how to get better, how to get more, how to accumulate things or eliminate things that are stressing us out. And then the third form of resistance is numbing, engaging in activities to help us take the edge off the emotions we're feeling. And let me actually rephrase that, because I think that would actually be healthy, taking the edge off. <laughs> it actually doesn't take the edge off. It actually puts the edge on. Let's say you are feeling very, you know, whatever, intense emotions are coming up, and you're like, oh, let me watch, like, two fucking seasons of something. That's numbing, because you're actually becoming more unconscious as you watch those things. And you can watch those, those same episodes from a place of total inspiration. You'd be like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. Totally want to watch this story now. Or, here's another place. So, compulsive is I need to do this Hello? to kind of diffuse yeah. my state of consciousness. Okay, I'm on my way out. To, to numb, to zone out, zombie out. I'm back inside, let me grab my card real quick. And a mask. That's a thing nowadays. I need to, need to get bubbly because I'm out of bubbly, and that's that's fucking life. Let me take a swig of water real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Give me a second. Yep, I'm gonna go go shopping. I'll be right back, yep, and I'm you got it. I'll be right back. Okay. I'm going to trek into the uh, physical world again <laughs> and secure some groceries. Um, Right, what the fuck was I talking about? Three forms of resistance. Da, da, da. Right, numbing. So, impulsivity. So there's there's a healthy form of impulsivity, being impulsive. But it's it's almost like a light level excitement. It's like a light level inspiration. If I was to be grinding, you know, any like grind mode for work, which is not I don't call that healthy. Hustle, grind, those aren't positive terms in my vocabulary. Those are terms that represent stress and compulsiveness. 
trying to get to some future moment and not appreciating this moment. Now, I dated somebody, slash not dated them, who said that words mean different things for different people. Those are what they fucking mean to me. So if you have hustle as a healthy context, more power to you. Awesome. I love it. So sometimes, like for me, for instance, uh, I got done with like a call or something, and I was, I was like, oh, I should make a piece of content, but make it kind of like a cartoon, because I've seen like Gary Vee making like these little cartoons, these little animations. And I had an idea of what I could do. And it just like popped into my mind. And I was like, why, why the fuck? When I started creating it, I like found a graphic, looked up a PNG, scoured the internet for the perfect PNG, laid it on there, and I got started kind of creating it. And then I caught myself and I was like, why the fuck am I doing this right now? Why am I doing this right now? And I realized... I wasn't inspired to do it. It's what I thought I should be doing. To survive. To, to get to some future moment where I might have everything that I need. But this moment, I have everything that I need. <laughs> so why am I not connecting with that? Versus, versus sacrificing. My peace of mind in this moment. For the hope of one day in some future moment having all my ducks lined up in a row and uh, you know everything being okay which is silly so then I, I threw my phone away like a snake <laughs> and I did something else that was impulsive but it wasn't a bad impulsive it was an impulsive to actually kind of relax I didn't go to like a breathing technique or something. I kind of went to an activity that brought me joy in that moment. Now this, 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 all these fucking lines can start blurring, right? It's like, oh my god, is this actually coming from inspiration or I'm being fucking manic right now? Which I have totally done in the past. Like, oh, let me smoke this cigarette. Oh, that can feel super fucking impulsive. But where is it actually coming from? Well, it's a form of mania. It's like a heroin addict getting super excited to do heroin. Like, oh yeah, let's do heroin. Or like going to see someone who know who he knows maybe he can get money from or he can fucking, or get heroin from or or just by being around that person he'd probably be in the vicinity of someone who might do heroin or have the opportunity to fucking do heroin. It's like he's getting excited, he's getting giddy. Not from the right place though. It's a form of mania. It's manic. So it's healthy to indulge in a child and let your child be impulsive when it's healthy. It's like all those suppressed um, impulses to do things that actually bring us joy that we've kind of stuffed down, right? And I kind of went off on a fucking tangent there, but let me kind of bring it back to the point, which is the more you're spending time with yourself and heightening your awareness by dissolving resistance, and you can't be conscious and unconscious at the same time. You can't be resisting and embracing. The moment you start accepting what you're feeling, being honest about what you're feeling, being with it, sitting with it, and then feeling...
it's almost like withdraws, because <laughs> now you're not suppressing or resisting, or excuse me, suppressing or distracting or numbing, you're not resisting anymore. And there's like a period of withdrawals you kind of go through, because when we start actually sitting with what we're feeling, that's fucking traumatizing to our inner child. Because back to the two-part operating system of our inner child, of that, that energy, that trapped, painful energy that's stuck in our energy field, is number one, to run away from feelings. So when you actually come to a place of accepting your feelings, it's traumatizing in a good way. I don't mean in a bad way. Like, it's a healthy form of trauma. If there is such a thing. <laughs> so you're traumatizing the inner child because it, does, it, has, it doesn't want to relive that pain. What it wants to do is keep the, the existing, the, yeah, the existing trapped pain it wants to keep putting momentum behind it to have it move farther and farther away from its own realization because if it realizes itself it goes through all the agony it's, it went through when it sustained that pain that we didn't know how to process we weren't able to process in that moment that then became shoved into our subconscious and trapped in our energy field So that's, that's partly why it's so traumatizing as you lead into, I call it serenity, as this place of being fully at peace. So as you're approaching serenity, it's uncomfortable as fuck because it's inherently traumatizing. On one level, it's traumatizing because our inner child does not want to relive all of the pain that, it, that he or she went through. I gotta stop saying it, fuck. It's so demeaning that they went through, they, 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 inner child, they, inner child is they, god damn it, inner child is they, okay, <laughs> they doesn't want to relive that pain, so it's traumatizing on that level, it's also traumatizing on a second level, because the second core part of our inner child's operating system is it needs to overcome insurmountable odds to prove itself worthy, because someone convinced us when we were little that who we are and what we're doing isn't good enough or valid. So now we need to go above and fucking beyond to earn that approval, to earn a little bit of that approval, a little bit of that love, to earn the right to receive it. So we have parents and family in a whole environment that was also hurting and also had unhealed, trapped pain in their energy field. They didn't know how the fuck to support us. And we didn't know how to support ourselves. So then it's traumatizing on another level. Because by feeling, which is a form of love, okay, by, by surrendering whatever is ready to, to, to be let go out of your energy field, and the moment you feel something, you're already surrendering it, okay? But we re-energize that pain, we add more momentum to it when we start resisting. So the moment you feel something, you're already healing a little bit of all of that emotion that's trapped in your energy field. So, and eventually, <laughs> you will heal that pain. But if we want to accelerate that process, then we want to stop resisting. And then that's like throwing gasoline on the fire of healing. 
right? So when you're embracing and just allowing those feelings to be there instead of resisting, that is one of the highest forms of love. It's total acceptance. You're now, you're now no longer neglecting or abandoning yourself. It's a huge fucking step. And it's a practice. It's not like you get there and then slide that, that way for fucking ever. We gotta make that familiar because it's been so unfamiliar. What's been familiar is to neglect and abandon ourselves and resist. So now we're reconditioning ourselves. That's a process. So don't beat yourself up. It takes, it takes time. It's taken me a lot of fucking time. <laughs> and not every day is walking on goddamn rainbows and sunshine. Like today. Today's hella challenging. And we'll get to that, why that is in a second. Hope my headphones are still on. I don't know how much of a charge they still have left on them. It's kind of been a while. Um, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> So when we're doing that, our inner child is getting love. Then if we want to get crazy, we can start throwing actual loving statements on top of being in that place of serenity, of total embracing. Embracement, I don't know if that's a word, but whatever, we'll fucking use it. A total embracement. That's when you're in what I call serenity. You're not resisting at all. You're totally at peace. In that state, it's then very powerful to start layering in statements of love. Like, hey, you're doing a great job. I love you. I'm asking the question. What does my inner child want to hear? And then giving yourself that. You know, little you. Little self. Right? <clears throat> so when you're in that place... It's very traumatizing on another level as well, second level, because the inner child doesn't have to earn that. You're just giving that freely. And that's also, receiving love is also traumatizing. And this is why, as an example of how this manifests on a surface level in day-to-day -day life, this is why sometimes when someone compliments you, it's like we have to downplay it. We can't just fucking receive it and let it land. We have to rationalize it. We have to, well, you know, someone says, oh, I love your shirt. You go, oh, yeah, well, you know, it was like a gift. It's like, or, or, you know, thank you. That works, too. Like, oh, that, thank you. Oh, that was so kind of you. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's like we can't let it land. Why? Because it's like receiving love when we're in a deficit ourselves. Just, it's very cringy. It's just, it's uncomfortable. Because it's not familiar. Like, ah. Plus, because people told us they loved us when we were younger, and then proceeded to fucking abuse us, it's like, I can't even trust that. It's like, ah, it's, all, it's all painful. I don't know how to deal with this. Uh, it's confusing. <laughs> now, to kind of get to the, the main gist of this episode, as I approach the grocery store, when you're doing this, and you're being with yourself, you're building up awareness. As you build up awareness, you're becoming aware and more sensitive to how you've been acting, how you've been feeling, everything you've been holding on to. That's another reason why you'll go through these periods and it seems like you're on the top of the world and then you fucking fall 
five stories down, a flight of stairs into a black hole of overwhelmment and struggle. It's not because you lost all your progress. It's actually amazing because you're becoming way more sensitive to your progress. You built so much awareness that you're now becoming aware of what was always already there that you were completely numb to. Like someone who's been stuck in a fucking blizzard and they, they bring him inside and they're by the fireplace. They're starting to warm up and then they're like, oh my God, priorly they couldn't feel anything. Now they're starting to feel warmth and it's like, ow, it almost hurts to feel warmth. Ah, it's very intense. Like, oh shit, I wasn't even aware of that. The same thing's happening to you as you build up awareness. You're becoming more sensitive to all the pain that was previously underneath the surface. And then, because we're now sensitive to that, it's like, ah, it's like very tender. So, our, And because it's tender, and our go-to reflex is to resist, we then start to resist that. And because it feels like fresh pain, like, damn, I... I previously was feeling so good and now this pain is here again. It's like, fuck, I, I've made no progress. I've done nothing. But you don't understand that that pain was always there. You just didn't, you weren't aware of it. You weren't able to pick up on it, on it yet. So then you're going to acclimate and adjust to that level of pain. Kind of like climbing a mountain. Right? You get to a new elevation, you got to kind of base, you got to camp there for a bit. Just acclimate to the new elevation so you don't get motion sickness. Well, not motion sickness, but, you know, whatever the fuck. Altitude sickness. Yeah, that shit. Hold on, let me put my mask on. Alright. Cool, hope you can still hear me. I'm not too fucking muffled. We're about to wrap this anyway. So, in closing, it's a great thing. Because you're becoming more sensitive to that pain that you've been in. You're going to acclimate to that. So then, for now, it might be really, really uncomfortable. It's only going to be uncomfortable for a bit. And then you're going to adjust to it. And you're going to have a nice, like, high of sorts. Because once you adjust to it, you've, like, thawed out a little bit more of your personality. More of your expression, more of your vibrancy. And you kind of got to get accustomed to that. Like a kid starting to walk and doesn't really know how to walk, or like a gazelle has a use to that. Which takes a little bit of time, but then you will. You will get used to it, and then you'll feel fucking awesome. And maybe you'll feel awesome for like an hour, could be a day, could be a week, could be a month, depending on how fast or how slow your inner child is ready to surrender and heal and let go. You can't rush that process. And then you'll come back to it. You'll come back out of it. You know, shit will be intense again because you become way more sensitive. So if we really let this land, it kind of eliminates that whole swing of, oh, I'm doing so well and now I'm doing terribly. You're not doing terribly. You're, you're doing fucking amazingly. It's not black and white. It's just an increasing progression of awesome. <laughs> so anyway, I'm at the grocery store. I'm going to go get groceries now. Uh, I love you. Hope this was helpful. Uh, please share this if it was helpful. Share it on Twitter, Facebook. You know, maybe send it to one of your friends if you think it'll help them. They're in a bad spot. They think you, know, you think they might resonate with this information. I'll be very appreciative of that, and I know they will too. So, thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.